to all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney podcast, where we have no guilt about our love for all things Disney. We are three Disney fangirls who probably know more about the Disney parks than most grown women should, and we're perfectly okay with that. Yes, we are. Always. (laughs) Hello, everyone. My name is Teresa, and you can find me on Twitter at Gertie the Dino. I'm Jane, and you can find me on Instagram at RealMouseWifeWDW. Hey, y'all, I'm Patty Holiday from NoGuiltDisney.com and No Guilt Travel, which is a travel agency that specializes in Disney and Universal vacations, which, guys, is kind of a thing now because the parks are getting ready to open. Uh, you can find me on all socials at No Guilt Life. All right, y'all. So we have another new show going on this week. Now, I promise we'll be back to fun games and silliness and all that good stuff that we love to do, like Never Have I Ever and Unpopular Disney Opinions. Um, But there's just so much news coming out. And it's not just news, like with a, a lowercase n. It's all caps news because, as you know, Everything got shut down a couple of months ago, and we've been waiting for some of these uh, big changes and these big announcements to finally start filtering out. And that's what we felt like we did want to go ahead and talk about some of these things. Also, we wanted to make sure that Disneyland knows how much we love it and that we are not going to overlook you, our friends on the West Coast, um, because you're the best coast. And uh, we're going to talk about that first. So, Teresa, what do we know about Disneyland reopening? So Disneyland did finally announce the the dates that they were planning to reopen things, which I know so many of us were looking forward to. Um, and I think no surprise to anybody, the Disneyland and Disney California Adventure theme parks are going to be opening on July 17th. Because kind of what, kind of what day is that? It's kind yeah. of an important day for them, a little bit of a, an anniversary <laughs> for Disneyland. So I think nobody was shocked to see that. Um, and just like Disney Springs opened a little bit before the theme parks in Walt Disney World, uh, Downtown Disney is going to start opening on July 9th. And then the Grand Californian and Paradise Pier hotels will open on July 23rd. They've said that the Disneyland hotel is going to open later, but we haven't seen anything about what exactly that means. So I have a little side note on that one. In uh, one of my travel agent groups, uh, a, a Disneyland-centric travel agent said that he had called over and made some uh, movements, had to change some of his folks who were booked at Disneyland Resort Hotel, uh, the Disneyland Hotel, and they had to be moved uh, free of, of charge. They were not um, they were not going to be you know upgraded in cost to move over to the Grand Californian. And so that's what they're doing. He also made some mention of October being the possible time frame for as long as how uh, this uh, hotel might be down due to construction, but it was all very vagary and it was kind of, you know, just rumors and speculations ish from that point. But it is a substantial enough period of time that they are going ahead and making, I think he was moving people from August uh, into the Grand Californian. So just a heads up, if you happen to have a hotel stay booked for Disneyland Hotel, you might get moved over to the Grand Californian. That's that's good to know. And especially, I think we're going to talk about this later, but I know they're moving reservations for people who had at some of the Walt Disney World resorts and they're yes. they're not giving that same offer from what I've heard. So 
they are ish. They are ish. We'll we'll talk about it though. <laughs> so go um, on. <laughs> so I guess the other news. I think we're still waiting to hear some of the details about. Um, I guess how Disneyland is going to be operating. We've heard a lot about Walt Disney World, and I I did not see a lot of the the more details in terms of the park's going to be like this. These are things you can and can't do. Um, but Disneyland has said that they are going to be using the reservation system, similar to what Walt Disney World is going to be doing. So if, even if you have tickets, if you have an annual pass, you still will need to reserve, um, reserve a slot to go into the parks. And they're also going to be, I think, holding off on doing things like the character meet and greets, parades, fireworks. Um, but we haven't, I think they they still have not given their full um, detailed plan on all of the the sanitizing. And I don't think I've seen anything about masks yet, because I know there's been discussion in terms of that area, how they're going to be handling masks. So still TBD on some of the, the Disneyland protocols. Yeah, they they haven't put out a lot of details, and I think Orange County just lifted the whole mask requirement. It's still recommended, but not required anymore. So we'll see what Disneyland decides to do there. My my visual, I can't imagine them not requiring it. Jane, do do your counties require it when you guys are out and about in Walt Disney World? Um, or is it just a recommendation? I don't believe that we're required to wear them out in public anymore. I think they tried that for like a couple of weeks and that didn't really work because um, Florida man and Florida woman doesn't listen. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean like it, people aren't wearing them down here, you know, like they're wearing them. Some people are, I personally am one of those people that wears them all the time. Um, but I had said Prior to us recording, I was mentioning that, you know, you go into Target and it says you're required to wear a mask to enter, but people aren't wearing them. Um, I do, again, trying to do my part. But, um, yeah, I don't think it's a county thing here. And and with that said, the parks are still requiring them. Mm -hmm, so I mm -hmm. would think that we're probably... I would say that we're probably going to see something similar in California just because I think it's more... And again, I, this is not factual. No one needs to take us word for word as this is, you know, the Bible out here. But I think it's more about the um, quantity of people in a small space versus like, you know, when you're out and you're shopping, it's, you know, you don't have 10,000 people in a small space. You have 200 people in a small space. I think that might have something to do with it. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And I think I can see operationally Disney just wanting to keep that consistent just for themselves, Agreed. I think, in terms of having that messaging out there versus saying, well, I, I don't have to do it here. Why do I have to do it there? Why are they requiring this in this spot? So I personally, like you said, I see them requiring it for the theme parks just to to keep the messaging consistent for everybody. But we we don't know yet what they'll end up doing. I mean, especially considering how many people, and I know this is not our listeners, but how many people are there out there that don't know the difference between Disneyland and Disney World? <laughs> right. I mean, that's true. <laughs> right? So I can imagine that they probably try to keep it consistent because somebody's going to say, oh, well, I saw that I don't have to wear a mask when I'm at home. Well, no, you saw California, not Florida. So I imagine it'll be the same. Well, you guys are also assuming that, you know, people make 
sense when they make these decisions. <laughs> Logic is always the thing that gets me into trouble. <laughs> always, always. As I ran into for a personal trip um, earlier this week, which again, we'll get to that and explain kind of where my frustration landed on that one. But uh, but yeah, that's I agree with everything you guys just said as far as it, it only makes sense to do it this way. But of course, who knows? And they haven't come out yet to tell us exactly what their indi- what their expectations for masks will be. But I'm also, a, if I was a betting person, I would bet on the side of everyone's going to need to wear one initially when you come into Disneyland, just like Walt Disney World. So one of the great things that's coming out of this is um, <laughs> <laughs> is our love for Josh tomorrow. <laughs> Guys, I'm not saying that I've stopped loving Bob Iger, because I have not. (laughs) My love for him is endless. But Josh tomorrow is really, he's really there. (laughs) I just like the way that you led into that. (laughs) If I could play some like tingling piano music behind this to be like, let's have a moment. For Josh tomorrow, I, mean, I would. I can add that in post. It's good. Absolutely. <laughs> right? yeah, I'll, I'll figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, not only, listen, everyone is loving him. I had sent Patty a TikTok from the other night, and I wish I could find it. And if I can, then I'll send it so that we can put it in the show notes. Um, but there was a TikTok of somebody else who is just, like, absolutely in love with Josh tomorrow. And I totally get it. Um, he wrote such a great blog post on the Disney Parks blog just about reopening and you could feel like his love and his magic and how he connects with us. And then his Instagram post about Disneyland opening, it was, you know, the first day castle photo that was black and white and it was paired with the color photo. So they're meshed together. And he talked about how excited he was for it to open and what a special day July 17th is and it was just between that and honestly, as in I've been an annual pass holder since I, longer than I care to admit to <laughs> <laughs> because I'm 29 and <laughs> I have never gotten communication that's just like, hey, guys, we're thinking about you. We know that this is tough. We know you guys love us. We love you guys, too. It's going to be back soon. And like. I have gotten probably four or five emails just, and I know that they're like blanket statements and whatever, but it wasn't like the other day I got one that literally just said that it wasn't even about like, here's a new update or here's a new instructions for your vacation or what we're going to do or nothing. It was just like, we acknowledge you. We know you guys exist. We feel it too. It's going to be soon. And I was like, this is really nice. And I like to believe that this little gem, Josh tomorrow, is the one that's doing that. So I'm just here for the Josh tomorrow love. <laughs> and in fact, that might be my opening day t-shirt. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, all right. So now I'm making notes. Add Jane to No Guilt Fangirl podcast for Josh slash Bob. Fangirling. We need episode. to do that. We need to because do that. We do. I mean, these guys are are holding it together for us. Uh, and that is Bob number one, not Bob number two, <clears throat> in case anyone's not clear on it. Poor second Bob. <laughs> Poor second Bob. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> All right. So Jane, um, give us a follow up with what's going on with Disney Springs. Cause there's a few things that are opening up. Um, I think down in that area, right? Yeah. So um, a couple days ago, and I can't tell you exactly which one because I have no doubt, no idea what day it is, but a few days ago, Disney Springs opened more of the Disney owned shops. So the Marvel store opened, the Christmas store opened, the candy cauldron, Goofy's Candy Company, Disney Style, Ever After. So we put those in and we already had World of Disney, Co-op, Trendy, that was already open. It's definitely starting to get back to the old Disney Springs. So that is exciting. I will let you know how it is on Tuesday when I go again. I was like, you've made it down there, though, because I saw you down there. No, you did not. <laughs> I did too. Um, I did. I I went out last week, and um, to be honest, it was a it was a perfect day. It poured um, like a monsoon all day long, and so there was no one there, and it was perfect. And we wore masks, and it was cooler. The greatest thing was going into World of Disney. There was no wait. So anybody who is thinking that. Every day is like the first day when it opened and there was a six hour wait. That's not true. You, you walk in, um, but there's no one in the store. And we were having a hard time, you know, as annual pass holders and locals, we kind of like know all the merchandise all the time and, you know, everything becomes sort of like, oh, I've seen this a hundred million times. And we walked through the store and we were like, oh, what is this? And sometimes I was like, is this new or is it just that there aren't people in front of this? <laughs> It's so empty and you really get to enjoy it where I don't think you get to do that when there's a million people around. So we had a great day despite the pouring rain and we ate outside at Earl's Sandwich and sat and saw Patty and and it was it was a good experience. So I'm a fan of any day that you can get Earl a sandwich is a good day in my book. Um, so it was a good day. It definitely was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and so we did get some other news for the Florida area. And there's a lot of a lot of sports news came out recently. So there was a rumor that there were no, no availability at the Swan and Dolphin throughout July. Or I saw that there was somebody who they looked at it and it was like 700 something dollars a night for a room. And so there were a lot of, a lot of rumors swirling about what was happening. And we did get confirmation that from July 8th to August 11th, Major League Soccer is going to be resuming their season at the Wide World of Sports. And then shortly after that, uh, I think some, there may be some overlap, but I know the NBA is also going to be going down to Walt Disney World, I think from July 30th through September, October-ish. So there's, I think there's going to be some, we're going to see, we know Swan and Dolphin is going to be where Major League Soccer is. We haven't heard where the NBA is going to be where they're going to be staying yet. So I think we're going to see some interesting things with hotel availability over the next couple months. Um, the other thing I wanted to add to that is if, if people aren't aware, there are two basketball players who are their twin brothers. It's Brooke and Robin Lopez who are obsessed with Disney. If, if you've never seen any of their interactions, um, I actually ran into one of them at D23 Expo. I bumped into somebody and I looked up and they're like two feet taller than me. I'm like, you're, you're a basketball player. This is, this is kind of cool. <laughs> um, but so I was watching and I think in some of the, 
in some of the tweets that were going out about for NBA, what some of the restrictions would be. There was one about saying that the NBA players and people working there, they are not allowed to go into the parks. They are going to be very excluded to like whatever resort they're staying at. That's where they go. They go to White Rose Sports. They go back to the resort and that's it. And so Robin Lopez, he had responded. He was like, but what if you have an annual pass that doesn't have blackout dates? And then I saw him like retweet. Somebody had photoshopped um, people going down Splash Mountain. They photoshopped some of the players sitting in like the Splash Mountain log and he like he quoted it he was like whoever made this needs to get fired that is clearly the disneyland splash mountain not the walt disney world one (laughs) excellent excellent i love it all right so now i have um somebody new to fangirl because that's amazing (laughs) that's cool yeah i i have to give disney i mean disney's so smart and let's be honest they're gonna figure things out right and what they did is they took this situation where every hotel and every resort was closed down. They had all of this land that just wasn't being used. I mean, what what to do with that? Well, that's one thing when you own like, I don't know, half of America, since they own ABC and they own uh, ESPN. And uh, they made this really smart move to figure out a way to not only bring sports back, to bring it back to their property, to their locations, And I just imagine that that had to be a really big coup for them to go, phew, look at all these resort rooms that we are going to be able to fill up and all this income that we are going to bring in at a time where things were uncertain, where they still weren't sure if their parks or anything were going to be open. Because this has been rumored, at least the NBA portion of it was rumored to be in the works for quite a bit. So... I, again, I just feel like this comes to ingenuity and it comes to just Disney being a really smart company and finding a way to work around, find solutions to problems in unexpected ways. And it's not just the NBA. They got the MLS soccer coming out too. It it made me feel, I guess I want to say hopeful as a country in general, like as Disney goes, we can go. I was just having this conversation with my son. Sometimes things you think are going to go in one direction, things change. You end up getting thrown a left turn that you weren't expecting. It's what you do when you go on this new path, you know, that that matters. And I just feel like, you know, we as a country, we're all smart. We're all able to come up with different ways of moving forward. And this is just a perfect example of that. So... Yeah, I mean, they're taking hotel rooms and I understand some people are upset about that and there's some drama that's going in with the hotel issues right now. But at the same time, I give kudos to Disney as a business for finding a way to make money during this time. I mean, let's let's all take this back to really what it is. Kudos to Josh tomorrow <laughs> for leading the ideas. <laughs> of course. Can he help Thank out you, Major Josh. League Baseball next so they can they can figure something out because that's I need well, I need the I, Teresa. I was actually surprised, you know, because the that Atlanta Braves used to be there. So, well, I, I I get it. Like, I think it's just I I understand why. I think the baseball issue is a separate. They mm-hmm. theirs is a financial issue between the players and the team. So that's mm-hmm. I think completely unrelated mm-hmm. in terms of logistics. Um, but 
I think but we, once soccer moves out, you know, we can move baseball in and through, right. you know, September, October, right? Let's do it. But I think this makes sense too, because, you know, Disney, the theme parks are going to be very under capacity, which means the resorts are also, they're going to be keeping those very under capacity. So it makes sense to set aside, you know, it's Swan and Dolphin for soccer. They may have some overflow somewhere else, but to set aside, you know, one or two other resorts for NBA when they're in town, that probably wouldn't be getting used anyway, mm-hmm. or at least that's, you know, they wouldn't have that number of rooms wouldn't be getting used. So yes, it's unfortunate for some people if they have one one resort they love to stay at, or if they've planned to stay somewhere and they're going to have to move. Like that's that's going to happen. But it's you, you'll still have another room to go to. And like I said, it's great for Disney. It's great for the cast members who will be working because they'll be able to be getting shifts and continue working at a, at a resort that might have been closed down or under capacity otherwise. So I think this this makes sense all around, and I'm happy to see it. One thing I didn't mention is so the the they will be playing sports there, but they will be closed games. So there will be no you can't you can't go watch a game at the wide world of sports. You won't be able to go visit the complex while you're there and catch some NBA players or major league soccer players. So they they'll be empty games, no fans, but it's just exciting that I'm excited for sports to come back. Hopefully baseball's next. <laughs> well, speaking of sports, let's talk about run Disney news. First, the bad, which is womp womp, Paris has been canceled. I, I'm pretty sure everyone that was planning on running this race had an inkling that that would happen, especially for those of us on this side of the pond that we're going to have to travel all the way you know, overseas to go. We knew that the time was getting shorter and shorter, and at some point, they just had to make a call. And even up to this point, there hasn't been anything official from Paris indicating when they are opening. That being said, um, the Paris Run Disney event was canceled. When was it supposed to be scheduled for? um, September 24th, I think, was the check-in dates. Um, So it's been canceled. Full refunds are being offered, including your bibs. Even if you had insurance, all of that is being refunded 100%. Or... Here's the kicker, though. Um, Run Disney or Paris is also offering two options. So the first was that you got all of your monies back, which I think most people are taking at this point. But there are some that are choosing to just take off, just remove the Run Disney portion of their bookings. If you do that, then you can still keep your reservation for that September time period. So dun, 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 without announcing anything, they're giving you an indication that they expect to be open and available to accept guests by at least mid to end September, right? At least that's my, that's the way I figured this out um, by looking at that was otherwise they would just say, we got to cancel everything like they did with Paris, uh, with the princess, the princess race uh, that was going to happen at Paris. They just canceled everybody because they weren't open and they weren't going to be open. So this leads me to believe that Paris looks like it might be trying to open up fairly soon. Who knows? And and I saw I saw people, their rumors about Hong Kong also might be opening Mm -hmm. soon. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we'll have more information about dates for both of those or or hopeful dates for those. But yeah, it seems like we're we're moving closer to to having it's a small world playing somewhere. Yay. Other than Jane's house. Yeah. Again, we're still waiting for that. Um, All right. So then the other news that's going on that you guys really need to be paying attention to, if you are a princess half marathon runner wannabe, 
and you have not already booked your bibs. Very, very, very important. This past Thursday, so just yesterday, the annual pass holder advanced sales went on sale and all the races sold out within 28 minutes. Interestingly enough, Fairytale Challenge sold out first, which usually it's the 5K that sells out first, but the Fairytale Challenge went first, then the 10K, then the half marathon, which almost always sticks around till the bitter end. And then finally, the 5K sold out. So keep that information in mind if you have to wade into general registration on Tuesday the 16th. Mark your calendars. It opens at 10 a.m. Tuesday the 16th. Um, you might want to keep that in mind to go ahead and get your fairy tale challenge first and then go back and get your 5K. Uh, and the reason I'm saying that is I feel like it might be uh, their way of um, moderate, like it's an inventory issue. I think that there's going to be a lot less half marathon runners being seated this year. And maybe they're still allowing more of the 5K runners because they feel like they can possibly space out starts or, or something different there that they can't do with the longer race. So that's my my thinking, my guess is to why Fairy Tale Challenge and then even the half marathon sold out before the 5K did. My guess um, could also be that for people who maybe typically would go down and only do the 5K, just given given everything that's going on, maybe they decide it's not worth it to make a trip down to just do the 5K. So they went to do either the multiple races, like so doing the challenge or doing a longer one. And so I could see that as being why the 5K stuck around a little longer. If they decided, if I'm going to go down for this, I'm going to do as many as possible, or I don't want to go down only for a 5K. So I'm going to hold off until a later race. Well, you might be surprised. There's a lot of people that come down and do just the 5K, but they do it like with their families. Uh, I would right, but I'm saying I for felt... this this situation, because, because things right. are different now, they might have decided that's not worth it to me right. to go this year. Right. I, I would say that I sell more 5Ks, not to the person that wants to run all the races, but actually to the families. So yes, by families maybe saying, I don't want to take all the kids and I don't want to take everybody down, we're not going to go. They might be sitting out for that 5K, that 5K experience and just not making a plan to go down there. So that could be why too. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, I don't know, but just be prepared for that because I expect uh, when this race goes on sale on Tuesday the 16th, it's going to also go fairly quickly, probably within an hour, I would guess maybe hour and a half at the most. So I know we've talked, you know, we've talked a lot about um, earlier episodes with races with, you know, people selling all well, the races selling out pretty quickly lately um, and travel agents tend to have some availability. So is that true for this race? Can they still sign up with a travel agent or how has that changed? Well, I am glad you asked. Uh, at this time, travel agents are totally sold out of our bibs. We ran out probably two to three weeks ago. It, it actually happened right before the big announcement of Walt Disney World's reopening dates. And honestly, we had kind of an indication that we were possibly going to get more bibs. But I think that once that opening date got announced, uh, kind of all hands went on deck to try to figure out opening. And as you know, they shut down all available. Like we can't book anything now. We can't quote anything now. We can't even, I, I pulled up yesterday because I just wanted to see what the pricing was on a ticket. I can't even 
do that. <laughs> it's all shut down. So right now, travel agents are completely sold out of those bibs. We, we thought we were going to get some more. We did not get any more. We do not have any. And that's all travel agents everywhere. So um, even if you don't want to go through me, I promise you I'm not lying. Other travel agents are in the same um, situation. Uh, however, if you get shut out, if you try to register on Tuesday and you can't get bibs for the Princess F Marathon, go ahead and email me, noguilttravel at gmail.com. That's the email address for the travel agency. Go ahead and send me an email. I can get you the link for my wait list. And in fact, I'll put it in show notes too, just so it's easy for you to find if you should need it. But I'm keeping a wait list because I, I truly feel like this race is going to happen in one of two ways. Either we're going to be in a much better position with COVID situation and maybe Ren Disney is going to decide they can add more bibs later because they are definitely underselling. I, I, we haven't had anything officially official confirmed, but just by how quickly things are going from the travel agent end of things as well as then selling out so quickly online – it's pretty obvious that it, that it's most likely going to be a, a an inventory thing. So we're pretty sure that they're right now they're only allowing say 30 or 40% capacity instead of, you know, 100%, right? So my hope is that things are so much better when it comes to COVID that they're able to add some additional bib inventory. And if they do, and if we happen to get them, or even if they don't give them to the travel agents, even if they just put them online, I will send you guys out an email and say, heads up, go and get your bibs because they're available for you. So I am keeping this uh, wait list. If you want on it, if it, you only need to get on it if you do not get your bibs on Tuesday. So don't feel like you have to rush to, to add your name right now. But um, I am offering to do that. So please let me know if you want to be included on that list. There's always that possibility that we get more further down the line. I said there was one of two things that are going to happen. I think either that's going to happen or the races don't even happen <laughs> at all. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm having, I'm, yeah <laughs> um, I'm having a hard time with the logistics of a Ren Disney race and how exactly they would pull this off. I have ideas. I have suggestions. I just have no idea from a, like a safety standpoint and from what they need to do on their end, if it's even possible. But like one thought that I have is a completely open rolling start. Instead of corrals, it's literally you get off your bus, you walk over to the start line, you cross it and you go. And it's just, you know, first come, first serve. It's a rolling start for like open for like an hour and a half, something like that. But that would keep people from sitting around for an hour and a half waiting for their corral to take off. Uh, is that safe? Is that something they can do? I don't know. But <laughs> it was just a visual that I had that I was like, that's one way you could keep people, you know, just literally just let them as they show up, they go. That kind of happened at the Star Wars 5K that got rained out, not this year, but the year before. The five, Star Wars 5K that got rained out, we were all in the crowds. Then it started to rain. We all left. And then when they started calling people back, that's what they did. They just said, the start line's open, just go. And people just, they just, everybody poured through and went and it worked. It was fine. Uh, I don't think anybody got hurt in that process, so I felt like it was fairly safe. But anyway, 
I don't know how that would work on a much bigger scale with a bigger race. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I kind of remember historically, like certain races had like host resorts that the buses would be like at one point in time, didn't they have like there were certain resorts that the buses would come and pick you up and then it kind of they made it bigger. So every resort had it. But since nobody can book any resorts right now, and especially with travel agents, because that's one of the requirements for doing a bib is to do a two night stay. I mean, because we, like I said, we've established, we have no idea outside of the DVC properties, what other hotels are going to be opening and when. So I'd be interested in seeing once they've kind of established that, if that also plays into when travel agents might get more bib allotment. Well, we don't, they don't do host resorts anymore. They did do that once back in the day. Uh, But for the last probably, I don't know, three, four, five years, it's been, it's been a couple of years. All resorts are considered host resorts. So all resorts had a uh, bus transportation, but you're right. Like, does that make sense for them to change that to kind of consolidate people to only certain resorts? Is that something that we could see happening as well? Cause we're all assuming that pop century is going to be open in February, but what if it's not, do I get an upgrade? Woohoo. I'll take it. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. We just, we just don't know is, is a lot of the, the answers right now. But I can tell you, if you want to run this race, if you you know think that you're ready to travel, make sure that you're online on Tuesday and get your, get your name in. If you've already bought your bib through me, you will get your link sent out directly from Run Disney sometime after general registration opens up. Um, typically, they're, they're actually sending them the same day. But there's no guarantee that that'll be the case. It might be a week later. It could be four or five days later. It could be hours later. Like, you know, again, we don't know. Disney gets to do what they want to do when it comes to sending out those links. But you will get them direct from Disney to do your registration. And once you register, you can also purchase all the goodies uh, that are going to be out there. So all of your pre-registration merch will be available at that time. And I don't expect any of that to run out. They, they're usually pretty good with um, with the registration, the, pre, the pre-purchasing stuff being available and being open for weeks and months, you know, into the future. So you should have plenty of time uh, to get in there and get your link taken care of. Speaking of Run Disney, um, we had planned on... a little bit of a different topic for this week's podcast, but it was put on hold... Um, Some of you may have heard of Give Kids the World, which is a nonprofit resort in Central Florida. They provide cost-free vacations to children with um, critical illnesses and their families. Well, they just got the news that they need to shut down for an extended period because no one is coming here and able to go to Disney World on these types of vacations, which is understandable. Yes. Um, so I think it was because uh, they partner with Make-A-Wish and I think it was a Make-A-Wish decision that just because of the the health of the kids, um, they were kind of shutting down, I think, any any travel related uh, wishes for the time being. So, yeah, it makes absolute sense. But we had planned on having uh, Jessica Miller, who works there. She was going to come on the show with us and share more about the work that they do, um, both in terms of what they do with the kids when they arrive, as well as, you know, if you are doing a run Disney fundraising charity for them, what that money goes towards when you participate in that the charity option. Yeah, we were totally excited and, and looking forward to having Jessica on with us. But 
of course, things changed because COVID is stupid. Uh, I hope I hope she doesn't mind, but I just wanted to read you guys a little bit from this email that I got from Jessica. Uh, she says, while we can't do the interview for now, please know that we do still need the help of all our Ren Disney runners. While we're closed, we will still be working with our wish-granting partners to fulfill Rush with Wishes. These changes do not impact the Run Disney registrations, as we still plan to host all of our scheduled events. Uh, the Village will need the support of donors and community partners more than ever. Fundraising efforts will help fulfill a Rush Wish or assist with our reopening. So, Run Disney peeps. Keep supporting this charity um, now more than ever. Uh, if you are someone running for Give Kids the World, let us know. Uh, you know, we'd love to shout you out. We'll retweet you. Uh, we definitely want to support their mission. Um, and uh, oh, they also let me know they still have some bibs available for the 5K and the 10K at Wine and Dine. Uh, if you missed signing out for them and you're willing to do a little bit of fundraising, Give Kids the World still has some bibs and, and they're, they are they want to talk to you. So it, it might take a couple of days for them to get back with a shortened, uh, with a smaller staff that they're working with right now. But definitely reach out uh, through their website and uh, consider becoming a, a charity runner. I mean, now more than ever, they definitely need that support. And uh, make sure you contact them if you're interested in that. And I do want to ask, they mentioned they're still doing some of their events. Um, even if you're not a runner, they've been doing a, a bunch of virtual events. Uh, I know they partner with a group called Hearts of Reality, and they've been doing some just virtual chats with different reality stars. So I know they've had some coming, they have some coming up with a Survivor cast. And I know in the past they've done them with Big Brother and The Amazing Race. They recently did one with voice actors. They do a lot with Disney voice actors. So I know they did one a month or two ago with some of the Disney princess voice actors. They just did one um, this past, this coming weekend or this past weekend based on what we're recording with the actors from Toy Story. So look at, look at Hearts of Reality, check out Give Kids the World's page. They still do have other ways that you can support them um, just during this time because they are, they are finding ways to, to connect with the kids who would have been going there to kind of support them. And, you know, they're, there's a great organization that, so whenever they are able to start operating again, we want to make sure they're able to do it at you know at full force so look just look into give kids the world check out hearts of reality um and yeah so we talked earlier too about um with some of the walt disney world resorts and news um reservations are being moved some ticket packages are being canceled um i like i said i mentioned that i did see someone on twitter saying that you know they they had a resort or a stay at a value and they were told you can pay fifteen hundred dollars more to move your vacation to old key west and they're like what that's that's not what i signed up for so i think there's i'm not clear entirely on all of the the stipulations everything going on there but i assume patty patty's got the inside <laughs> scoop so she can fill us in Okay, so what's happening? If you have a confirmed reservation during this closure period or a confirmed reservation, uh, I think they're only working with folks who are checking out before July 11th. So if yes. you're after that, we don't know for sure what they're going to do. So other resorts may open up. We don't know. We don't, we're only going to talk up to uh, July 11th, okay? So for the folks up until the July 11th checkout date, those folks are being asked um, to confirm their reservation or to decline their reservation. And if you do nothing, it'll, I think it's going to auto 
decline for you, but they, they want you to let them know if you still plan on coming. The parks are not going to be open, so you need to let them know if you're still planning on coming. Some folks still want to come and have a vacation and stay at the uh, Disney World Resorts. Now, here's the thing. If you had booked at, say, a Pop Century, they're going to contact you or you when you contact them and say, hi, yes, I have a booking at Pop Century for you know June 30th. I want to keep it. They'll say, awesome. We're going to move you to Old Key West free of charge. They are not charging you for the upgrade. You're getting an, 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 a free upgrade to one of the DVC resorts. The kicker is they're choosing which one you're going to. You don't get a choice. You can't pick. So it, it could be Old Key West. Possibly, you know, you could score and get something at the Poly. Uh, I, I don't know. But on my end, I've seen mostly Saratoga Springs and Old Key West are the two primary ones that are, are getting those upgrades. But I have somebody who had a Pop Century booking who is now getting a two-bedroom villa at Old Key West for the same price as Pop Century was. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> so it, it's it's turning into a possible good news, bad news situation. I, and I'm kind of thinking like for you, Teresa, don't you have a booking? Don't you have something on the books in June? I was supposed to arrive today. Oh, So sure. I think because the... Um, isn't it? It's like the 14th. I think it's because in a couple of days is when the DVC properties open. I think because mm-hmm. the beginning of my trip was prior to that window when those properties. So I never heard. I never heard anything. But yeah, Got it. I'm, I was Got supposed it. to be checking in today. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, the- I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> so the regular DVC resorts um, aren't opening until the 22nd. So okay. yeah, it's, it's 10 days it's from later. now. But yeah. Um, Vero and Hilton Head are opening on the 15th, which is Monday. Unless this podcast comes out another day, then it was on the 15th and I don't know what day it is. <laughs> no, it's coming out today. I'm going to like edit and put it right back out. Gosh, don't, don't shade me, Jane. I'm tired of you. You're shading today. Listen, I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> Uh, no, my, my, my intention is to do a quick turnaround on this. So, uh, yes, this is either going to come out on Friday, which is the day we're recording it or at the latest on the 13th. So you're correct in, in saying in the future, those DVC resorts are the only DVC resorts and the campsites and the cabins at Fort Wilderness are the only properties that are going to actually be open starting on the 22nd. So if you had something you know, booked at, at a non-DVC resort, chances are you're going to get moved. I'm so I think what's what's a good non-DVC deluxe resort that might you might actually get the shaft over? What, so would that be, say, Yacht Club? So say you were booked at Yacht Club for June 30th and they come back and they're like, hi, we're going to move you to Old Key West. Oh, uh-uh. then throw a tantrum. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that's kind of uncool. That's, that's a bad switch. That's a bad choice. But for anybody that's like a moderate or a um, value resort, you're going to potentially get this really great upgrade. You are not going to have to pay more. The only reason you would pay more, Teresa, is if you said, oh, well, what if I now want to change my right, dates? Right. That makes sense. Okay. Then they're like, oh, yeah. you can change your dates. 
and we'll still move you to old Key West, but then you have to pay. Got that makes total amount. sense. See, mm-hmm. this is what happens when you get your. Sometimes getting your news from Twitter is great. Not always. <laughs> don't yeah, don't I, trust the Disney Twitter rumor rumor mill. Yeah, They're usually. I'll tell wrong. you what, though. You know, no, it's it's all very clear as mud. Like it's right. super <laughs> confusing. So I get I, I get why there's confusion there. Um, and honestly, it also really depends on when you call in you have to know what questions to ask and who to talk to and when you need to escalate things. For example, I had my own personal circumstance situation that uh, popped up yesterday and I ended up going um, up to four different levels of guest services (laughs) until they were finally able to modify my package. Um, The other fun thing that's coming out is if you are checking in any time before July 11th, so the parks open on July 11th. If you check in any time before July 11th, they are going to remove the tickets from your package. By removing tickets from your package, it stands to reason that you will also no longer be eligible for a reservation system. Are you guys following me on that? So I have a che- I had a, a package that I was checking in on July the 10th because my family's traveling down. So of course we're going to come in the day before that we really want to go to the park. So we were coming down on the 10th, checking in on the 10th, and then had uh, four-day tickets to go to the parks over the course of the next week. And when I got this message, they were like, you need to confirm that you're going to even come down. But then also, if you are, we're going to remove your tickets from your package. And I was like, no, 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 no. I want the tickets on my package. Um, so I had a little panic. I did have to call it in. I did have to, like I said, ask the right questions and talk to the right people. And they each one had to like bump me up farther to get it approved to make the change that I needed. The change that ultimately ended up happening was kind of a no brainer. It's just that they're currently right now officially not doing modifications, but they were able to modify uh, my package because I did get to the right person who who saw kind of the lo- logic of the situation and they took care of me. So bless you guys over there at Guest Services. Really appreciate you. So now we are checking in on July 11th in order to uh, pre- preserve our tickets. So now our tickets won't, you know, magically disappear on us, uh, which was, you know, the, the thing that I mainly wanted. I got to figure out where to stay on July the 10th, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but at least they were able to go ahead and, and that was a modification of a package, which they're technically not doing at this time. All this to say, guys, it's complicated. Have patience. If you have anything scheduled for this summer, you've got options, you've got a call. You've got to talk to people. You've got to keep talking to people until you completely understand and everybody is on the same page and you you really get a feel for what's going on. And then, of course, that may not work for you. All of this may be too much. You may not have you may have very strong feelings about Saratoga Springs and you absolutely do not want to stay there, no matter how much of a great deal this is. You know, um, you may not want to. And then by all means, cancel. They get it. You know, I'm I'm sure they're seeing quite a few people that are canceling at this point. Um, But that's my kind of plea is to have some patience, but also work the problem, work their system, give them a call and work through it. And of course, if you have a travel agent that is supposed to be working on your behalf, make sure you're in constant contact with that person 
and make sure that they are working the system and helping you out and helping you get what you need because that's what they're there for, that hopefully you are booked with and working with somebody uh, who has your back. And uh, it's just really important during this time to wade in there. And if you have questions about something, you got to call and ask them, right? Uh, That's where it's got to come from. Um, So don't be afraid to use that phone. I know nobody likes to use the phone these days, but don't be afraid. (laughs) So I do want to add, though, that um, these changes in hotels from everything I'm seeing, and I'm sure, Patty, you're seeing it as well, they needed to be confirmed by June 12th, which is today. Um, So that leads me to believe that once they kind of close out that group, they'll go to whatever the next group is and say, Mm -hmm. okay, those of you between this time period and this time period, you need to kind of make a decision by whatever day. And then that's kind of how they're going to keep moving. Um, So I guess we'll know more probably, um, you know, in the next few days about how they're going to handle after the parks open. So we can see how those people who had hotel reservations will get moved. Yeah, or, or they may not. They may announce the second or the next set of resorts that are going to be open during that time. Uh, your guess is as good as ours. We really don't have a feel for uh, how how much this reopening, what it's really going to look like. But the only thing we do know is that the parks are going to be at limited capacity in the beginning, which kind of makes sense then that they don't have every single resort property wide open either. Cause that seems like overkill. You know, if, if, a yeah, I'm just, I'm just making up numbers. It's too but many, say, but it's too many people if they're, and there's no place for them to go. Correct. Correct. <laughs> and so yeah, they've got to, they got to work it out. So, but it is like Jane said, it is kind of going like week by week or week to every two weeks, you know, chunks of vacations that they're working on. So if you have something coming up in July or August, sit tight, it's coming, you'll get your you'll get your uh, path forward. And for the record, no, we have no idea what the reservation system will look like. They have not released that. It could be released at nine o'clock tonight because it seems like Friday nights, they like to do that to us travel agents. <laughs> so they're like, surprise, here's some more news. Um, I think the resorts came out like last Saturday night, like at eight o'clock, it was crazy. Um, but anyway, we don't know anything though as of this recording on what it looks like or how it's going to be processed or what it actually means, except that you've got to have a ticket before you can get a reservation. And there is fine print that they've put out that says just because you have a resort reservation does not guarantee you a reservation into a park. So that even leads me to believe that, you know, the resorts that even have some guests in them, that means they're going to have more guests on property than they will actually have space in the parks. So that's just something to consider until something else comes out. But please read that fine print because I know there's going to be someone that missed that fine print and they're not going to get in somewhere and they're going to be really upset. And I don't really want to see people being really, really upset about it. Right. And they did I didn't I didn't quite interpret it that that way, Jane. I interpreted it as strictly saying just because you have a resort reservation, you're not guaranteed an in you still need to get a park reservation. Does that make sense? Like, not that there's not going to be the amount, but just that they're saying you still have to go through the process of getting a park reservation. If you have tickets, if you have tickets and you show up um, on property and you check into your resort room, but you never went through whatever system or whatever process they set up, 
to get a theme park reservation for the day, then no, you're not going to get in. I think it's but, written purposely vague uh-huh. so that it covers their butt. <laughs> right. Well, because I think also if you're, especially if you're someone who decides, you know, two weeks out, oh, I want to go now. But, you know, they open up the reservation window a month in advance and locals or people have already had their trips planned. They took all of the days, but they still might have resort openings because, yes, you know. Correct. So I think, you yeah, can, so I think it's, yeah. it's right. I get what you're saying. Like, it's, I think you're both, both correct in that, you know, there's, there's going to be more people at the resorts who can't get into the parks because we haven't necessarily seen if there's going to be any kind of division between X number of people, X number of pass holders have spots or X number of resort people have spots to, you know, to reserve into the parks. We don't know if they're going to, if it's going to be a free for all or if they're going to kind of set it, like, you know, depending on how you're, how you're going to Walt Disney World that day. Um, The other thing I wanted to mention is I also did see that I believe, because we've talked a lot about, you know, if you want to take a day out of the parks, you can do some resort hopping. You know, you can't, might not be able to do that initially, because I believe they said that basically whatever resort you go to, like, that's your resort. You can, you can visit another resort if you have a reservation to do something there, but they're going to be, I think, more particular about people going in and out of resorts where they don't have a specific reason for being there. Correct. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So and, when, and you're, when you're looking at where to stay, make sure it's one that you're you're okay if you spend more time there specifically than you would on a typical Disney vacation. And especially since there's um there's a whole list of which restaurants will be opening. Um, mostly it's quick service. If there's a quick service anywhere, it seems like that's open. And then there's usually like one other option at the the hotels is what it looks like, but it's not every single restaurant. So yeah. um, that's I look, definitely it's none something of, to None consider. of the signature dining. Exactly. That's something to consider because while yes, it's great and fantastic to stay at the Grand Floridian, your options um, to eat there, I believe, are only Gasparilla's and um, Grand Floridian Cafe. So if you're looking for a different dining option, then you may want to check out that, knowing that resort hopping isn't so easy anymore. Yep, yep. All good reminders. And All that right. could change, you know, next week. So keep that in mind. Right. Yeah. <laughs> as of recording, as all of all of our recent podcast episodes have been, this is as of recording. By the time you get it, something's probably going to be different. <laughs> we we need to just we do our disclaimer best. and just put a disclaimer at the beginning of every show. By the time you hear this. <laughs> Um, if Disney wants so, to start telling us in advance what they want to do, we absolutely are in favor of that. <laughs> always, always, always. Um, so one last thing I want to talk about that maybe we can crowdsource, and this isn't about new park openings, but it is about future podcast topics. So I had um, done a guest spot with the Geeky Girl Gab podcast. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. That came live this week. And we talked about extinct attractions, which I know we also love to talk about on this podcast. And when I had posted on my Instagram, someone had mentioned that they loved Body Wars, which is fantastic. I love Body Wars. But for those of you that have ever been on Body Wars, you will understand. They said, what if we took Body Wars, brought it back and made it Ant-Man? So I can go into further detail on this on another podcast, but it brought up the topic of what if we took extinct attractions and brought them back and made them something else? So we want to know what attractions you would bring back 
and how you would change them or bring them up to date or however you would do that. Yeah. And to kind of play off of that, uh, Michelle sent me the link and I'm sure everybody's in the Disney community is, is kind of talking about this and has some opinions on it. But on that same kind of idea, there's a petition out there for Disney parks to retheme Splash Mountain, which I think has been a, a kind of a low key discussion for a long time, but it's really ramped up with Black Lives Matter and the protests that are going on, uh, which you know, it's appropriate. Let's have this discussion. And they're saying that they want it rethemed. While this isn't an extinct, ex, uh, an extinct, extinct attraction, uh, they want Splash Mountain to be rethemed to Princess and the Frog. So they've got some really great like thought processes on that. But that's just a little another something to give you an idea of of what kind of things that we're looking for and what we're hoping. So so thanks, Michelle, for passing that on. But hopefully. You know, you'll have some good ideas and some good suggestions on extinct or otherwise attractions that we could retheme and bring up to date if if we were, uh, you know, having dinner with Josh uh, and Jane on their date and uh, <laughs> had his sure. ear to be able to tell him exactly what we wanted. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So if you have ideas or updates on how you would like to see extinct attractions brought back and changed. Um, I can hear Teresa's wheels turning in her head right now. She's like, oh, this is so great. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't I wait to like, hear everybody's IP suggestions. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we know how much you love it. It's going to be like, well, what if we get rid of Frozen, call that extinct, and bring it back and call it Maelstrom? Oh, yeah, no, see, that, <laughs> yes, I'm all, I'm, that's my choice right there. <laughs> But um, if you guys want to let us know what your choices are or how you feel about some attractions, even if it's one that's not extinct, honestly, go ahead and just let us know. What would you change it to? How would you update it? Basically, we get to play Imagineer for, for um, I don't know, 45 minutes on this podcast. So <laughs> go ahead and send us an email, noguiltdisneypod at gmail.com. Don't waste this opportunity. I spent a really long time learning that email address. So please send us those emails. <laughs> you can also come to the Facebook group because we'll drop it in the Facebook group too. Yes, you can come to our Facebook group, which is No Guilt Disney on Facebook, or you can find any of us on social. So. And make sure you keep joining us each week on the No Guilt Disney podcast, because as Patty likes to say, it's no fun to fangirl Disney alone. Bye, y'all. 